Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Intuitive Revolution in Business. Um, today is a Q&A, and we have a question from one of the members of my Facebook group. So if you're not in my Facebook group yet, I invite you to join us. It's called the Intuitive Revolution for Brilliant Entrepreneurs. And it's a safe space where we explore intuition, where... I teach you about all sorts of aspects of intuition, but also about my EPIC framework. Um, I also have a couple of um, uh, live streams replay uh, around how to use tarot in business, which is quite interesting, especially since at the moment I'm selling my tarot deck. Um, it's actually not a tarot deck. It's a business oracle deck that I created um, nearly two years ago, actually, and that I've been using every week to do live readings for my audience. So if you're interested in buying one of my decks, um, I'm doing a limited edition, only 30 decks, and I've already sold five of them. So you can do that by heading over to my page on Facebook. I will share um, a link to purchase the deck um, every time I do some live readings in my group. So, um, just go ahead and, and join my group. You can find the link under my profile on Facebook at Ange de Lumière. So that's about the deck. Um, so what question are we answering today? Which I think is super fun. I love doing these Q&As. So if you have a question about uh, intuition, please, again, head over to my group and ask it. Don't forget to tag me and um, I will answer it every four weeks. I do a Q&A in this way. So Bianca Grobolar's question was, what do you do if your intuition tells you not to work with someone, but you need the money? I think this is a brilliant question. And I'm going to say there is a short answer and there's a long answer. And the short answer, I'm pretty sure you can um, imagine what it is. And the answer is just don't do it. Okay. And there's four reasons I'm going to give you for not doing it if your intuition is telling you not to do it. First of all, your intuition is never wrong. Second, there will be consequences. Third is your intuition is here to protect you. So why wouldn't you want to listen to it? And fourth, it will weaken your connection to your intuition. So at the same time, we have all done it at least once, okay? How many times have you ignored the advice of a good friend? I have plenty of times, especially when I was younger. We all do it. But... And this is where it was quite interesting when I did a bit of research, because, um, you know, I've had 18 guests on my podcast so far who have all shared stories of intuition. And there's quite a few of them. Uh, I've identified at least three who shared stories of not listening to their intuitions. And guess what? 
all of them lost money. So Bianca, in answer to your question, if you go and work with someone against your intuition because you need the money, you're more likely to lose a lot more than you're likely to gain, okay? So you will have a short-term gain for a long-term loss. And that could cost you a lot. Um, all the guests that I've shared, and I'm going to give you the number of the episode as well as their names. There's Andrea Gulick, who was episode number nine. Tegan Marshall, episode number 10. Katie Allen, episode number 13. And I'm, I want to say how grateful I am to these guests for their um, candidness and for being open to share their mistakes um, around not listening to their intuitions, because it takes a lot of courage to do that. Um, people are afraid when they share their mistakes that uh, someone will judge them as stupid or will um, you know, think that they're superior to them. And that's not the truth. We have all made mistakes. And in, in fact, true entrepreneurs not only make mistakes, they learn from their mistakes and they share their mistakes to help other people. And Tegan, Andrea and Katie are definitely in that category of entrepreneurs who have big hearts and who... Uh, are not afraid to look bad in order to help others. So all of them lost money, and that was in the thousands of pounds. And in, in the case of Tegan, she even lost her business and, and ended up um, in, if I remember right, £100,000 worth of uh, Australian dollars in debt. Okay. I have my own example, not in business, but when I didn't listen to my intuition, and I got mugged, and it was very, very unpleasant Um experience. But I want to say, as in with life, what is the things that teach you the most? It's when you make mistakes. Mistakes and experiences that are unpleasant teach you a lot. They teach us so much. So if you lose or if you have lost, let's say 10,000 pounds because you did not follow your intuition, First of all, I call that your investment in your intuition because you learned something amazing from it. And also, it's incredible proof that your intuition is right. And that lesson will stay with you much longer than if you got it right in the first place. Okay? So I know this is going to be a fairly short episode today, but um, why not? Why not? I don't feel the, I don't feel the need to... Um, you know, milk it and keep going on just because uh, I normally do episodes that are half an hour. However, what I wanted to share with you is the 10 top mistakes that people make with intuition. Okay. So mistake number one is to um, mistake your fear with your intuition. And that's quite e easy to do because they sit sometimes in the same space in your body. You know, they talk about a gut feeling, but also when you feel fear, it's usually in your, in, in your core. Um, it's probably more likely to be in your solar plexus, but it's easy to mistake um, uh, fear with your intuition. So don't, don't feel bad if you do. Uh, you could just have that, that uneasy fe feeling in your stomach, but that could be fear rather than your intuition. So that's why it's important to learn about what your intuition is like, because um, when you learn more about your intuition, then you're less likely to make that mistake. Mistake number two is to mistake your ego for your intuition. 
and I will say, and I've said it in previous episodes, I remember mentioning it, that your, in, your um, ego is very clever and it can disguise itself and pretend to be your intuition and it does that very well. So be aware that your ego, to protect you from a decision that it feels is dangerous because it's not based on logic, can actually mimic your intuition. The third is to mistake your mind for your intuition. And that happens very easily if you are into wishful thinking. Um, if you want something to be true, then you can literally manifest or craft um, a feeling very, very, your mind can create something very similar to your intuition to sort of trick you. And it's a little bit similar to number one, but it's, it's slightly different. We're talking about wishful thinking here. So you could be noticing certain signs because you want to hear a certain answer because you want to do something. Okay, so mistake number four is to trust someone else's advice over your own intuition. And that's actually the mistake that Tegan made. Um, she had been uh, recommended this expert for something because she had an idea, a business idea that was in a field where she didn't know much. But the idea was brilliant. So she hired an expert that enabled her to develop the piece of software uh, that she needed for this particular business. And what happened is uh, the idea was so good that the expert decided to build his own business around it. Uh, even though he had been recommended by not only Tegan's friends, but also some um, colleagues and people that she believed were trustworthy, but who didn't know that this person was uh, untrustworthy. And yet all along, uh, Tegan had all these signs and these gut feelings that something was off. And be because she lacked the confidence in herself, she allowed someone else's advice to rule over her intuition and sadly she paid a very high price for it which doesn't matter because ultimately she rebuilt her business and she's very successful but she that was that was a big investment in her intuition for sure mistake number five is to use your intuition to get an answer and then not follow it so it's a little bit that the mistake that my bianca was asking about in this episode. You get a gut feeling not to work with a client, but you need the money, so you go ahead anyway. Mistake number six is to create the answer that we want through signs, or people can do that also with tarot cards, you know? Um, I've done that, everybody's done that, I think. You shuffle your cards, you get an answer, you don't like the answer, so you shuffle again. Maybe you get the same answer again, but then you shuffle again until you get the answer that you want. Well, that's the best way to completely mess up the energy of your cards to start with, but also to mess up the energy of your intuition because you're creating doubt, you're messing up with the energy, and um, you're confusing yourself, actually. And why ask for the advice in the first place if you know that you're going to do it anyway? It's a little bit like with your best friend as well. Why ask your best friend for advice if you're going to do it anyway? Just do it. And then learn the lesson. Mistake number eight is to overestimate how strong your intuition is. And you know, this can happen with any area of our life. Uh, we might think that we're very good at painting. And so we take on... Uh, an incredibly difficult subject to paint 
and then we get super frustrated and then we just throw our brushes uh, and, and the canvas up in the air and say, this is too hard for me. Because it's very, very common for beginners to have, um, let's say, um, un undue confidence in their abilities. Um, and, and if we know that this can happen, you know, we can just smile and laugh at ourselves. You know, life doesn't have to be serious. Business doesn't have to be serious. And just because we made a mistake again, um, it's not the end of the world. We can put it right and we can go back to learning more about our intuition. Now, I do want to mention about this mistake number seven, overestimate how strong your intuition is, that I have a very powerful quiz that you can um, download um, after signing up for my main newsletter. So because it's GDPR where I live in the UK, I need to tell you that once you sign up for my newsletter, you will receive some offers and some marketing material um, as well as some fun content. Uh, so I will add the uh, I will add the link to sign up for my newsletter to this um, to this episode. I don't do um, I don't do actually show notes as such because I don't have the time and I haven't found a way that I find satisfying. Everybody else's way doesn't seem to feel right to me. That's what my intuition is telling me. So until I find a, a way that it's right, I, all I have is on my website. If you go to theintuitiverevolution.co.uk, you have a list of all the episodes according to the four themes that I have. So today's Q&A. And if I go on my computer, I think I have the tab open right now. Um, yeah, on Q&A, uh, we have six Q&As. So today's episode will be added to it. Um, and just for the fun of it, I'm going to read you what questions I've answered so far about intuition. And as I said, if you have more intuition and more questions about that, please reach out and give me your um, your questions so that in four weeks time I can do uh, an episode. So the questions we've done so far are, is what is the difference between intuition and psychic abilities? How do I know which strategy is right for me? Uh, how do I blend my intuition with my logical mind? How do I trust the answers I get? How do I get past the negativity around intuition? And how does trauma and abuse affect your business? Okay. I mean, this is an intuition in business podcast, but we also talk about business. The other cycle of um, cycle of content are topics, intuition stories, which is really interviews with people and business books. So last week I reviewed Gase Hendricks' Big Leap, uh, which I absolutely love. And he's actually going to be interviewed in two weeks' time as a guest on my podcast. Next week's topic is going to be about the 50 shades of intuition. I'm finally going to tell you how to recognize your intuition, how your intuition speaks to you and all the different facets of it. So this is going to be a really exciting episode. So watch out for first the quiz that will enable you to find out how strong your intuition is and whether you should trust it to make important business decisions. And next week's episode that will teach you the different shades of intuition. So mistake number eight is to be invested in the outcome. Whenever you're invested in the outcome is not the time to ask your intuition about it because you will try to force the, uh, the, the answer. 
And I know this is slightly, um, you know, this can be compared to the mistake number three, where your, your mind uh, is trying to um, geared you towards an answer with wishful thinking. But I think in being invested in the outcome is a little bit different. And I know that there's tons of examples um, in the recruitment world, especially when uh, top executives, particularly like one candidate, maybe because they, um, you know, they gelled quite well with them during the interview. And so they, um, they have that positive factor, you know, that luck factor towards a candidate. Uh, whereas the HR people might say, well, actually, hang on a minute, we've checked and there's a problem here. But the executive doesn't want to hear it because they're, I'm going to say smitten. I know that's not what it is, but you know what I mean. So if you're invested in the outcome, or maybe they have chosen a candidate, even though they knew there was something fishy, but they stick to their guns because they don't want to appear to be wrong. That's another way that you can be invested in the outcome. And this usually will backfire. You really need to react as quickly as possible, face to the mistakes that you've made and clean up, please. This is what, um, what an ethical attitude is, is all about. Um, I also feel that, and this is still mistake number eight, that if you have an emotional investment in a topic, then you should ask a trusted intuitive in your, in your environment, whether it's a friend or whether you hire a professional to give you some feedback on this particular topic. Don't do it on your own if you have this investment. Mistake number nine is to trust our thoughts over our feelings. And our thoughts can feel sometimes like it's our intuition. And I've had this happen a couple of times, but it feels different when it's intuition and when it's um, <clears throat> just a thought. And I often talk about the train of thoughts to explain this. So I've had, um, for example, I'm going to give you um, an example from when I created a nonprofit group about two years ago. Um, I run with, with someone else. We run together a group for parents of transgender adults, um, children. And when I created the group, immediately I, I was like, oh, there could be some of my ideal clients in there and I'm going to do this and this and that. And I thought it was my intuition because the idea kind of popped in and I didn't think I was thinking it. But in a way, I can see now with hindsight that it was the logical continuation of creating that group that, you know, um, there, there is actually a potential book that could be created from the experience of all the parents in the group. But was that really what I was supposed to do? Uh, I don't think so anymore. So my mind tried to make me think that it was my intuition because it's a thought I hadn't thought before uh, creating the group. Looking back, I can see it was more like my feelings of wanting to, um, you know, have some sort of trophy book from from my generosity, which I, I'm not very proud of today when I think about it. So I trusted my thoughts over my feelings because I know, so the train of thoughts, that's what I was talking to you about. So there was sort of a logic from that, that starting point of creating that group, who's now, I think the group is, has more than, uh, more nearly 2,000 members now. So, of course, because I'm the creator and I have this, this you know, um, this plus factor that I'm serving a community, I could try and sell in it. 
but I don't, I don't feel that this is the right thing to do anymore. And it was never right to do, but my, my thoughts, um, clouded my judgment. Let's put it this way. This is an, a, a good way to, to put it. And so, and there was this train of thought. It was almost logic. It was more like my ego was saying, oh, well, you know, you're putting all this work into this group. You might as well, you know, monetize it by trying to sell them something. Um, whereas there was no intuitive hit. Um, and when an intuitive hit happens, when you get that bit of inspiration, there is no train of thought. It's like, you had a wagon and you had all these thoughts and then you had a pause maybe, or you have a thought that doesn't belong in this train of thought. This is when you know that this is intuition because it's completely random and it's completely disconnected from anything else. And I think I must have mentioned it on the podcast before. It feels almost like a bubble that pops up from under the train and goes, goes in between a crack somewhere and pops up and elevates itself in between your thoughts. That's how you recognize intuition. And of course, I'll talk a lot more about this in next week's episode. And the last mistake, which is probably, um, well, I don't think it's the worst, but I, I, I would feel pretty aggravated by that one, is not to act on your intuition. And I've only made a post last week on a genius tip in a, in a, in a business group, uh, you know, that has theme days. Um, not acting on your intuition is like, taking the car, uh, taking the engine out of your car, and then being frustrated that you're not moving forward. Intuition needs you to act on it. Intuition needs you to take that risk. And if you're an entrepreneur, you understand that we are here to take risks. So why don't we just do it? Right? So I've mentioned before that there's the quiz that can help you but I also want to say that we we're going to have a super exciting competition in February where you can share the results that you got from the quiz. So there's four different profiles from the quiz. You can either be a baby uh, as an intuitive, you can be a toddler, you can be a teen, or you can be an adult. So if you share in my group which one of uh, the profiles that you are with the hashtag um, February competition, and tell a bit of a story about it or just, you know, share your feelings about how you feel about being a baby, maybe. Uh, or maybe that you're surprised that you're a baby when you thought you were maybe um, a teen uh, rather than uh, a baby. Then I will enter you in the competition to win an insane prize. It's the first time I've, I've offered a prize that high. It's worth £600 and it's my two-week um, package called the Kickstarter. I, I love this package because when I do single sessions, the problem with single sessions is that people get the inspiration, but they don't implement it. And that's quite detrimental. Um, it's a little bit like getting intuition, like in, in the mistake number 10, but then not applying it. So what I do in the Kickstart um, package, you get 90 minutes of my time, one-to-one -one in a Zoom call, and then you get two weeks of online coaching whilst you implement. So we start off with a one-hour, um, let's say, visioning session where I tune into the Akashic records of your business. I tune into the energy of your business. And I tell you, uh, or we do some planning maybe, 
or perhaps we do some niching. That's something that I do very, very often, intuitive niching through my, my one-to-one sessions. And once we've done that, we'll put together a plan that you can to implement in the next two weeks. So I've had this Kickstarter package done for people who wanted to <clears throat> start writing a book or launching a podcast or, or perhaps get their first VIP clients in and to have that basic strategy. I've helped people... Um, get together a webinar uh, so we can do that in the first hour then you have two weeks to implement where you i'm um, you have access to me 24 hours a day uh, within reason obviously because i'm human and i sleep and i uh, i eat and i also homeschool my children but i get back to you very quickly in these um two weeks so that you it doesn't stop your progress you know suppose i had told you that you needed to create a webinar and we would outline what the webinar was about but then you had a doubt about one of the aspects then that's what the um i, I create a facebook group just for you and me where you can ask these questions only for two weeks for online coaching. And then at the end of it, we have a half hour to review what's happened and to course correct so that you can be um, put on your, uh, on your path to whatever it is that you decided that you wanted to kickstart, right? So these little packages are very, very powerful because they get you on, um, on course. They get you focused. You know what you need to do and you just get on with it, okay? Now, this, this, I know this is going to be the third thing that I mentioned, but it's super important, and I'll mention it again, is that I am doing my signature five-day challenge again on the 40, uh, starting on the 13th of um, February. So um, please pencil that date in. Uh, if you want to sign up right away, you can go onto my homepage of my website, which is uh, www.theintuitiverevolution.co.uk. You scroll down and you'll see um, there's um, there's a, f uh, a form for you to fill in to um, for the for the challenge. The challenge, unlike the last two rounds, is going to be run in a pop-up group. So um, people who do the challenge will be separated from my free group because I've tried to do it in my free group on two occasions. And it's been a disappointment in terms of engagement. So this time I'd rather do it with a much smaller group, but with people who really want to do the challenge. Right. So that's it for me today. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, thank you, Bianca, for asking this brilliant question. Uh, I'm super excited um, to announce the winner of our dance competition tomorrow, um, which was the competition for, for January. If you want to put yourself in to enter uh, that competition, it's not too late. Um, you have today to do either to take yourself a, a selfie of yourself when you're dancing to your track or to even do a mini video. Make sure you don't put any music on that track, though, that you listen to the music in headphones because um, Facebook might just take your video down for copyright infringement. So I will see you again next week. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, 
business intuition for female entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.